0: Cinema Convos. This is the show where we bring guests with different tastes in film. I'm your host Yash and today I'm here with our special guest David. And How's guys? Nice? Today we are discussing the film The Lion King from 1994 which was directed by Roger Allers and Rob Minkoff and it features the voices of Matthew Broderick, Jeremy Irons, and James Earl Jones. So before we get started today, just wanted to issue a quick spoiler warning. If you haven't seen The Lion King, um, we recommend going and watching the film before listening to this. So just to get the ball rolling. Um, so David, what, what's your first memory or best memory with this movie?
1: Uh well it's a pretty big one at the very beginning uh, mm-hmm. I just remember watching um a lot of these animated you know Disney movies and I'm pretty sure a lot of people can identify with that mm-hmm. um i just one of the earliest memories just you know just simply watching it um was you know just, I think it was like back in our living room and we got the VHS for it and uh, I was probably four probably four years at the time so it was like probably 1999 Mm-hmm. um so it was like a little bit after it came out um you know from theaters but it was still pretty early I think I, got, I still caught a good a good um amount of the wave when it was going around so I remember watching it you know like in the living room and like not long after that it was Halloween and you know I, I loved it so much to the point where like I went as Simba for like the next two three years uh, as my Halloween costume. so um that's probably something you know immediately kind of pops in my head when when I think of the Lion King um definitely got the little um lion fluff toy pack that it came with you know the Mufasa dad which was like a pillow and like the little Simba that kind of came like a little chew toy basically but I love that thing and it carried around with me everywhere
0: yeah, I mean, for me, it's kind of interesting because I I know I watched this movie in my youth, but I actually have very little recollection of watching it as a kid. Mm-hmm. I remember when it when it was re-released in theaters for its 20th anniversary. I want to say um, I didn't see it in the theaters, but I it had it had gotten back on my radar. I was like, huh, I, yeah. I never watched that movie as a kid, but it's been a long time. So I watched it. Uh, I actually picked up a copy of it and watched it. But yeah, I mean, I think that was like 2014. And also not too long after that, my family and I went to New York and we saw it on Broadway. So I just became very, cool. very blown away by the story. And yeah, just it's just kind of I mean, to to this day, it's my favorite animated movie out of all of oh. them. It, it, it's a, and there's a lot of great animated films out there. But this is the one I can see myself just revisiting many, many times and never really getting bored of it.
1: Yeah, I'd agree with that. Same here, that's definitely one of my top ones. It's, it's a little bit hard to say like, this is my favorite favorite in, in terms of talking about a movie because I just feel like there's so many genres and types, but Lion King is definitely one that like, it'll always kind of come on my list. I, and I know I watched it a lot, like on VHS, probably play like, you know, the crap out of that little VHS and stuff. Um, but it was great. Um, for me, it was, yeah, it was something I watched a lot.
0: <laughs> so moving on into the more specifics of the movie, what would you say are some of your favorite aspects of this movie?
1: I think something that I really liked about it was that, um, at least in terms of the story that it was being told, it was very, like, raw. Like, like um, you know, the story of what was happening, the occurrences that were happening, um, they were just really intense and strong, I'd say, for, like, uh, a children's film, or, or even just in general, you know, it's an intense story. Um, you know, you start out really great, and you know uh, like the dad dies and and like it's it's not just like oh it's a death and you know like every other superhero movie like this this continues to kind of stay dark and a lot of like it brings up a lot of issues um you know like simply even towards the end has like this sort of imposter syndrome and like there's this whole negligence like not negligence but refusal to accept like your personal responsibility I think it's something that even if I watch it or to watch it right now, which I haven't even watched in a while, but it's still it's still so memorable in my head. Um, I could still probably pull a lot of things away from it even now as as an adult, and that I could very compare it to my life and be like, oh, damn, that's that's a very important theme that they're discussing right then and there. So um, the fact that they touched on what I, what I think are like real life experiences and real life themes, um, I think is what i liked about it um, that and just the fact that they were able to also kind of balance it in a in a fun way where like something would get very dark um you know like right after the death of mufasa and we're just talking about maybe a couple minutes and next thing you know we're like singing hakuna matata mm. and it's kind of crazy but it, it, and it doesn't seem rushed like when you watch it it doesn't really seem rushed it, it does kind of seem like you know like to some people that's that's what life was but you know you can't just stop and I thought, you know, at the moment, it was a really kind of good moment, so, you know, like, like hey, it's like a matata, you know, a lot of people come from a lot of dis- disadvantaged places, it's, it's not real, like, the world's not always bright, and I think people forget that, since we live in, like, in a society, people forget that nature's, like, intense, like, to them, that's very realistic, that. It's, someone could die you know like a parent so that's yeah. something that I like
0: hmm. yeah I mean I, I definitely agree with you there's this movie definitely has a lot of emotionally resonant moments and themes that definitely can teach a lot to adults and children alike which is why it works so well I think well into our adulthood and like yeah I mean it's it's a pretty it's a pretty heavy movie considering it's g-rated yeah. I mean it's it's <laughs> yeah. there's a lot there's quite a bit I mean I, I have grown adult friends who will not watch this movie because it's too sad like and that totally makes sense to me because it's 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 more than just like a death scene because like death has been explored in children's movies before yeah the fact that it's like it's like in that moment his dad dies not only does his dad die but he's told it's his fault that his dad yeah and that's a very heavy thing for like a young child to like go through and i think this movie explores trauma in that way too that Mm -hmm. Like, the character, the character growth and trauma and just, you know, how, it, how is life changes both, like, psychologically and, like, physically because of this event. So, yeah, it's definitely, there's definitely a lot to unpack in this movie, I think. Simba, you have forgotten me. No.
1: How could I? You have forgotten who you are and so forgotten me. Look inside yourself, Simba. You are more
0: than what you have become. You must take your place in the circle of life. How can I go back? I'm not who I used to be. Remember who you are. You are my son and the one true king. Remember who you are. You know, you mentioned some of the the themes in the movie. I guess which, which theme stands out to you the most, do you think?
1: point put what the major one was, I, I did see like a lot of them were responsibility, accepting like the path that's yours. Like it, it's kind of hard to say because I, I don't want to say like, hey, you know, yeah. just because a certain family, a certain way of life has always been, then it's your responsibility to, to keep it up like that. To, I don't think that was their message for responsibility. But, you know, I think it was really trying to hint that, you know, there are some things you're going to have to face. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it doesn't have to be necessarily something that you have to do like, hey, you know, like, I want you to be this when you grow up. You have to be that. But, you know, it's just simple, simple things. It's like, you're going to have to face them. Um, and like trauma, like you said, which which I think is, yeah, it's like one of the best things to kind of like go into and not just trauma, but like really kind of like zoom into like the toxic relationship that it is to have someone like Scar as an uncle, you know, who mm-hmm. is, is a pretty close in, in, your, in your family tree that, you know, someone you, you're supposed to kind of look up as like a, maybe a second father or something like that. But, you know, that's it's it's interesting because it's like, hey, like here's a really toxic person who not only lies and he makes you feel like you're like you're the you know, you're the one that caused this, like almost kind of like setting themselves up as you're the abuser as a child. Like that's a really heavy thing. And it's like if you don't address the trauma or if you don't address the things that are bothering you, like, it'll just kind of keep coming up. It'll just keep bubbling up. You know, you can only suppress them down for so far. Yes, Hakuna Matata, you are supposed to move on and not supposed to, like, linger on all the time. But that doesn't mean you can't ignore what you're supposed to address, whether it's something you have to do with your life externally or something you have to look internally and, you know, kind of address or sort out. And um, that, that's something that I, I really like. Uh, I think that was, that's a theme that I continue to stay with um, when I was a child and right now as an adult, thinking back into it. Mm-hmm. um i think i think another great moment was like the moment where mufasa and simba kind of first have like this this actual talk after simba's born and he's like everything the light touches is yours and um kind of talk about the circle of life um that's when he brought up that other theme and i thought that was also like a really great theme not some not something i completely identified with at the time when i was like four years old i was like ah yes mm-hmm. we are all one <laughs> mm-hmm. um but that's also a really great theme that is touched upon a lot that can i feel that you can integrate really well in your life as well when you're maybe trying to reach inner inner peace or something while you're trying to address this this trauma. Um, I think they kind of go side by side, um, but they are different themes.
0: For sure. Yeah, I mean, this definitely, I definitely agree with you on everything you've said. The movie definitely has a big focus on facing your, you know, facing your past and moving forward from it. I mean, there's, there's a literal quote in the movie, you know, the past can hurt, but you either yeah. learn from it or you, you know, you just, what, what was the quote? I forgot the exact quote. Yeah,
1: Rafiki. Yeah, when Rafiki, he, like he, he was still like, yeah, I remember uh, Simba was still trying to like have all these reasons. And, and like that, that's why I love it. Cause like I used to be like that too. I was like up all these reasons in your head, while well, you can't go back, you know, they're gonna hate me. They're gonna wonder what was why did I not come earlier? And Rafiki hit him. And he's like, What's in the past? What's in the past? Like you can either learn from it or you could just move yeah, I think it was that you could just move forward yeah. and do something better. Yeah, and it was like after that moment that that even Simba goes back and he's like, you know what? Someone just set me on the right path and I know what I gotta go do. And he went to Pride Rock.
0: Yeah, it's so interesting because as soon as Rafiki reunites with him, Rafiki as a character could have told him somehow if he knew that Simba wasn't guilty. But the fact that Simba goes back still thinking that I caused my father's death, I think that's mm-hmm. very profound. And I think that's very grown up for a kid's movie. That even even if you feel like you're to blame, I mean, he does find out by the end of the movie that he didn't cause yeah. father's death. but. The fact that he's able to overcome that is the main focus and still do the right thing. So I think that's a very grown up thing to do for like, like any character in any movie.
1: hmm Yeah. Yeah. Like he, he accepted all the consequences and especially in the scenarios where I feel like even as a kid or as an adult, everyone is definitely still avoiding that, you know, people still like, even now like in society and with like internet and stuff, I feel like this is kind of like, um, happened a lot more. Like it's harder for people to even just say like, oh, you're right. Sorry. Like just sorry. Or you were right. Or I was wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, or like, you're like, like, Hey, like you gotta, you know, when you break something as a kid, like you gotta tell someone, if not, it's going to get worse as a problem. Mm-hmm. and this kind of shows like the ultimate <laughs> aspect yeah. of it like hey you're going to get in trouble cuz scars like if you come back like everyone's going to hate you and this and that so you're right it's like regardless if he didn't do it like he went through that journey he like with the grit of like I'm going to go regardless of what because the idea of like bigger things really like that's a lot more important than like the fears that I had you know like it's a lot more important
0: for sure for sure so we've mentioned this is a Disney movie, and it's from the 90s, which was quite the era for, for Disney, to say the least. But um, yeah. I guess, are there any movies that give you a similar feeling or have the same vibe? Because, I mean, for me, it's just like all of the movies that Disney made in yeah. the were like great story, great characters, great music. Like they were just fun movies. But this one just happens to stand above the rest. But I'm just curious if any movies remind you of this one?
1: Okay. I mean, I have one. It's not, it's not Disney, but I think one that I, that I like really great. And, you know, when you were asking me, I was like, what, should, what kind of movie do you want to talk about? It was like between these two, The Lion King or um, The Iron Giants. Um, also another very, very, like, serious yeah. movie where I, where I feel like they also took you to the whole world. Like, they play the music. When you watched it, you felt like you were in that time set. You know, same thing with The Lion King. I felt like, oh, it was legit in the Savannah with all the music and, like, the good stuff. But, um, you know, with uh, Iron Giant, I also felt like it, was, it had its really light, funny moments. It had its moments where, like, it addressed people that are supposed to be on your side, that are supposed to be authority figures, or maybe they're supportive figures, and they're not. And they're actually the ones that are making the bad decisions or that are causing a lot of the strife in the situation. It's like, what do you do? And in both of them, it's like, you know, just a young, a young kid growing up and either growing into like this, this role, like, you know, they, they do have a little bit of power or they have all the power to make the changes in their life or to, at the very least fight for what's important to them um so I like I like those those are two movies that I watched a lot growing up um but you're right it's um I think what you said earlier it's like they they are heavy and they are intense and I think that's why a lot of people love them they watch them but they can't watch them too much and I know that's probably the reason why I kind of stopped watching them like Mm -hmm. like uh, a little bit after I was like you know a kid it's just like hey like this is some heavy stuff It's like, do I want to go through that yeah yeah but I think about them have the same kind of feeling
0: Yeah, I mean, I've noticed um, this movie has a lot of, like, nowadays, it seems like there are a lot of animated films that will be willing to explore heavier topics, Yeah, because it's seen more as an art form, and I think, you know, The Lion King is one of the the earlier examples of that, and it's kind of paved the way for that type of film. Like, a lot of the movies that Pixar makes, you know, have heavy adult themes.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, I get what you mean.
0: I think The Lion King is one of the earliest examples of those type of themes, but yeah, for me, I mean... The whole the whole '90s era of Disney, I think they're that's just their peak for at least for the animation films. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think they've made some great ones in the last few years. You know, I love Wreck It Ralph. I like Frozen. Definitely. I think Tangled is better than Frozen. Just a sidebar.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> what do you think about Wally?
0: Yeah, Wally's great. Wally's um, it's Pixar, I think. But yeah, Wally's not Disney. I mean, Disney and Pixar, you know, it's all, they're all connected. Kind
1: of interchangeable. Yeah. That, that's something interesting. You say like, yeah, like even now they do kind of touch like on the heavy themes. And I immediately thought of like Wally. Like that was a very kind of like.
0: Wally might be one of the most like. Yeah. Relevant movies like right now, like out of all movies, just because of what True. it makes. It's very, very heavy yeah. stuff.
1: But I will second what you said about like the 90s is still peak because even when I compare Wally, and I, as much as I love Wally, And I love that little guy, like, to death. If I could get, like, one of those robots with me, I would do it. Like, you know, if I could have one of those. Um, But, like, and even though it touched on something really, really dark and something really, really relevant and something really, really in life, I still felt like it was more like a, this is is something we should care about intensely. But the thing about, like, the 90s was, like, not only is it you should care about intensely, it is important, it is a big topic, and it is kind of dark, and it is very real life. It was also just, like, very, very, like... I felt like personal, like, like this is what one kid could actually experience if they were like, you know, the kid who did have a similar background growing up or, you know, I just felt like it was like, it was very real, but it was very like, it was up to the individual to act upon it versus like Wally. It's like, hey, it's very serious. But even then, I feel like you can get that a uh, bystander syndrome or that bystander um, thing in psychology where it's like, well, that was a really heavy movie. But hey, um, you know, environmental that's kind of all of our efforts you know like we, we like yash you and me you know we both watch wally we're both in on it mm. but a movie like lion king you know it's, it's so serious and it's like i'm not gonna be like hey man let's get through my traumas together <laughs> yash yeah, it's, 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 it's a very uh,
0: personal more of a personal concept.
1: yeah yeah and i felt like and i feel like that's what like the peak of the 90s was um and like that's how i felt about iron iron giant as well like i wasn't just like hey let's fight communism that's infiltrated into our government it's like hey like what are you gonna do when this person like starts getting into your life and so that's why like i love it and that's why i think i'd agree with like the 90s being yeah. like a peak in my opinion
0: i mean that's 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 the reason they we can kind of transition into this but that's the the reason they're remaking all these things is because they're yeah they just love their beloved movies so i guess getting into that um in <laughs> the remake of the, the line 2019
1: I have. I have. I did watch it. Um, I watched it in theaters. I did not watch the, the IMAX 3D, which is what everyone recommended, what was basically the most worth of this version, but I did watch it. Yes, I did.
0: So yeah, just, just a couple of my thoughts about that film. I actually don't think it's a bad movie, mm-hmm. but the original Lion King is, is a masterpiece in my eyes. I felt like the movie felt very much like a very expensive cash grab. And like the, the, the only thing that the new movie did better was obviously just visual effects. Yeah. Because in terms of everything else, I felt like they they changed some of the songs and it didn't feel like it had the same magic and it didn't have the same emotional soul Mm -hmm. for me. Because and I think a big part of that, it's not really the movie's fault. It's when you're gonna use like CGI animals, it's hard to depict emotion. their face yeah so a lot of the the heart is just taken out of the movie you know i mean obviously the story still works it's 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 the same story they didn't really take any risks which i actually was okay with you know a lot of these some of these remakes they'll just change a lot of things too much it's kind of the big debate right now is should they stick to the story or should they change it because it seems like audiences are upset no matter what like so (laughs) you're right make things at all you know you'll never
1: be able to please everyone for sure
0: right as you know i have Tremendous respect for the queen. As the king's brother,
1: you should have been first in line. I was first in line.
0: Or don't you remember? That is until the precious prince arrived. Don't turn your back on me, Scar. Oh no, Mufasa, perhaps you shouldn't turn your back on me. Is that a challenge? I wouldn't dream of challenging you again so this movie definitely stuck to the original in terms of the story and you know even almost down to the exact same dialogue in some scenes but it just didn't pack the same punch for me and mm-hmm. you know by the end of the movie i didn't feel the same emotional weight that i felt in the original which is interesting because this is like a two-hour movie versus like a movie that's not even an hour and a half It makes me yeah. invest so much quicker and just pays so much better but I wanted to hear you know, your thoughts on the, the remake and I guess Disney remakes in general, if you had anything to add to that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I was going to start with that, <laughs> with mm-hmm. the remakes in general, but it seems to, it seems to be that we have like a lot of the same, similar perspectives and for the same reasons, really. Um, like, yeah, like, I, I think it is interesting that they're, they're trying to like remake all these movies. And I think it's for the same reason that what, with what we just covered earlier, like, these are very, very great movies for very, very great reasons. Mm-hmm. Um And it's like you know maybe the the internal story argument that we we were talking about earlier, but and I think that's the issue. Like they're just trying to maybe replicate that same wave of emotion, excitement, and money that came with it in the time of the '90s. And I think they're like you know what, it's been enough time. Can we can we replicate the same wave? And will people react to the same wave the same way? But the thing is, when I think they when I think that they recreate it, and I think this is something we do in general as as like human beings, like we mm-hmm. we think that we can improve something, but we don't even seem to pinpoint what exactly it was about one thing, one experience that we actually liked about it. And we just add our current technology, our current things that we like, and just kind of like slapstick it on it. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's exactly how I felt like that movie was, you know, um, the cash grab as well. I watched it, and you're right, like in terms of probably creating. Creating It, you know, like how to balance whether creating them some new stuff or replicating it, like, you know, like frame shot per frame shot. I think that, yeah, the, the live, the live action one of Lion King was probably the best outcome that you could make. Um, with with what they did it really was you know like like I I have very little that I could like everyone I feel like can easily critique it right yeah but it's a lot harder to build something up than it is to kind of like tear it down so if I if someone were asking well what would you do to make it better I think there are very few things at all that I could say like oh this would add it better without having like an equal amount of people being like what do you what are you talking about? Oh but, uh, and like, but that's the thing, like, like, like trying to make it realistic and have, like, this National Geographic effect to it, which I get in some aspects, it's cool. I love National Geographic, and I love watching Animal Planet. But that's the thing, like, I didn't like this movie because they were lions, you know? I didn't come for it because, like, yeah, that added, like, a whole cool, fun aspect to it and a costume I could wear that I did. But what I liked about it was, like, yeah, the just raw emotion of it, the storyline, and you're right. Whenever they made the animated version of it, they gave Simba a very, very car- like like personalized face mm-hmm. of a human. So you can do
0: that in an animated movie. It's yeah, really you harder can- doing a live action. In a li- yeah or like in general like in a live action their whole
1: goal was to just have a very realistic looking lion mm-hmm. so like like a cat cannot give you those sort of expressions um, I don't even if they have like all the right muscles to do it so it's just like I couldn't relate to Simba at all you know and we, we had like this whole mirroring thing where like you feel what people are like looking at you and when I saw Simba even when he was crying, it didn't even feel like it was matching. But that was, like, another thing that I forgot to mention. I like,
0: remember I like, watched the, uh, just to kind of to bounce off that, I watched a video where yeah. side by side of when Mufasa dies. Yeah. In the animated movie, he's, like, in complete shock. And then the live action, totally. not, it's not nearly as... As much so. Like, I felt like a yeah. lot of, a lot of the, the... Obviously, the facial features were not very emotional. But I felt like a lot of the, the talent in the movie was just kind of phoning it in with the voice acting. Like, it didn't feel... Like, the even the
1: reaction, right? Like, the reaction to it? It's,
0: it's like they had for some of the characters, they had the exact same voice actors. So, it's yeah. interesting how the movie was it failed to capture the same heart of the original. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a good way to test if, it, if the movie had done its job well was, you know, by the time I get to the ending of The Lion King, the very last scene, you know, like, I feel something. I'm like, like Simba made it to Pride Rock. I get that, yeah. Like you feel that, that he- elated
1: feeling when the clouds kind of like mm-hmm. like move out in the sunlight. I felt it as a kid. I was just like, you know, like that weight get off your chest. Like he did it, and Scar's not gonna come back because we saw him. But yeah, you're right. I felt well, empty. It's just
0: like it's just a bunch of lions at nighttime. Like yeah, it still works in a <laughs> yeah. way, but it's like yeah, it's not, it doesn't have the same effect that works in an animated movie. Which a is thousand percent. Crazy. I've watched a good chunk of these live-action remakes, and some of them I have liked. Yeah. Some of them I've not liked at all. Um,
1: what are some that you have liked? I like
0: I liked The Jungle Book. My case for that movie was, like, it's an old movie, so they're not remaking a movie from the 90s. It's, like, much older. And it was still early in the Disney remakes. I guess I wasn't, like, jaded by them at that point. I'm like, oh, that's cool. In the <laughs> Book. Visual effects were good, but also The Jungle Book features a human character, which helps a lot.
1: Yeah, um, like they definitely did. All
0: animals, and I feel like it's hard to remake a movie with all animals just because of that. I will
1: say, yeah, I will say on, on, like, because of what you said, like, I do still think the limitations that limited the Lion King, the live action ones, mm-hmm. are very specific things that I did not like about the Jungle Book. But like you said, they had, you know, the main character was a human. And that's the person who, even in the animated one, that's the one who I liked the most. I loved his reactions. And even then, even all the animals in the animated version were not that crazy or facial expression, except for, like, I think the snake, right? And everyone did have this kind of, like, realistic animal kind of, like, glare, like, huh. Like, you know, when he addressed it, he was trying to have fun. He's like what Mowgli or whatever um and and like and so that's why I think it worked because like, I was like oh like like they look like real snarling animals they act like real the only person that I felt that was so disappointed when he came on screen was Baloo because he was the only one that I felt that was very like animated and jumping and it didn't translate to live action and I remember that was like the one thing and I think that's how I feel about you know like Simba when he was supposed to be like mourning the death of Mufasa like and, and like you know you could hear the voices of like the voice actor and you know like mm-hmm. his like his throat's like you know just clenching he's like uh, choking up and then you're looking at the line hoping to see that the emotion matches the face and like the line is just like a lion staring at the camera and I don't even know maybe they have like maybe a fake wet tear or not but like that lion's blanket stare face does not match like the wrenching like crying of like the actor in the back and I think that's what that's the disconnect that I think that breaks the storyline for me in terms of the magic and then you kind of like oh this is a movie movie and it is made made with a computer and that's like it kind of snaps me out of like it back into reality
0: it's funny because the, the my friend who I watched this with hadn't seen the animated original in a long time. And about like 20, 30 minutes in, he's like, is, is Lion King always been this boring? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like no, <laughs> it's not at all. It's, yeah. it's, it's just this the, movie. Yeah. Is, it's also like, it's so bizarre because the movie is a carbon copy of the original, but it's it half an hour longer. I don't know how they pulled that off. but they I, must I'm a actually surprised. Video.
1: I didn't know that until you said that. Yeah. And I'm now yeah. wondering...
0: Cause while watching it, I'm like, okay, yeah, I know what's gonna happen. Like so far, no surprises. Yeah. And I think it's a, I think it's a balancing act with these live action remakes because you don't want to change too much because then people will be Yeah. Upset. But if you don't change anything, people will be like, I could have saved time. I could have just done. watched the same yeah. at home. So it's it's interesting, and I feel like Disney is really like pumping these out like a couple every year, and they're not not seeing it as more than like a financial opportunity, unfortunately, I feel like. Yeah, you think so? There's not much creativity on screen as far as what I've seen. One movie I will compare this to just because it came out the same year is the live-action Aladdin, which I actually had fun with I that did, one I, I, and that one got mixed reviews too and I thought it stuck to the original story but again that features human characters which makes it easier to yeah. keep emotion. in motion it wasn't as good as the original but I thought like you know they kept the music they kept everything
1: yeah
0: you know it felt like I was reliving the story like the things they choose to change sometimes are very not always the best choices I guess
1: yeah but I feel like I feel like they don't define as to like whether like it was fundamentally good or not. I feel like it's just like how do you feel about like are you a purist or are you like mm-hmm. someone who likes to advance? And was that little tiny effect like like maybe if they changed like the, the hat or like I remember like the skin color of like genie like that was a big thing before it came out, you know? Mm-hmm. And like those are things that I feel that don't a thousand percent affect like the storyline, but it can kind of like get you deep down. It just kind of like ah, that's not the same. Um, But you were like, I I liked Latin. I thought it was good. And, you know, just talking about that one, because I like the music um, in that one too. And I think they did a really great job with it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of what makes me wonder, and this is one thing I want to bring up. Like in the Lion King, like I just, like you said, like your friend at the very beginning, he was like, yeah This is kind of boring." And at the very beginning, one of the one of my favorite songs plays, and it's like, mm-hmm. um "I just can't wait to be king." Yeah, and that was just the most flat performance I have ever seen. Like mm-hmm. it was just basically the soundtrack playing in the background with like lions jumping and hopping around the prairie, and that was it versus yeah. like and i'm not and i'm not even one who usually loved like songs in my disney movies you know like i just wanted my like, cartoon i, I uh, became i became know.
0: more inclined to like musicals down the line like as an adult. yeah yeah I, I didn't like them when i was younger it took, it took definitely it took, me, it took me to like sit down like watch a few and appreciate them and like
1: Same, same. It was, like, an acquired taste for me. But, like, Lion King was, and and that's what I was trying to get, like, at the very beginning, like, that was one that I liked off the bat. And specifically that scene with Just Can't Wait to be King, like, I think that scene in the animated uh, series was, like, a very artistic, like, an amazing performance. Like, the the colors, like, how Zazu's going down, like, the the zebra, like, stream. I was, like, that was very great. And I think, like, the colors popped at the right time when, like, the bass moved or whatever, or whenever, like, you know, they had... And, and it was great. And like all oh, that effect, you couldn't even feel or see the music the same way that the artist did it for you with the patterns. And then and the live action is just like Simba hops over a little stream. It's like, nice. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's cool. But it's like, it's, I guess no, it's as, realistic looking water. As a whole, the movie just lacks like a lot of color and that makes sense. Because
1: yes, yeah.
0: Lions in their natural habitat. But in yes. an, the animated movie is so, like when you, when you see Pride Rock for the first time, circle of life yeah it's like the music swells and it just it's just there and it's like you're like blown away by it because it's so bright and colorful but in this movie it's like oh it's a rock and like it's, it's, it's literally a rock <laughs> it's not just a boulder. it's a rock. a rock it's just little things that bother me again i don't think the remake is a bad movie because it does stick to the story but little things add up and make, make me frustrated, I guess.
1: Overall, yeah, not like it so much. I mean, yeah, you're right. And, and, and I'll keep saying that too. Like, it's not a bad movie. I'm sure if I played it um, for any child who was just watching that at a very young age, you know, they would enjoy it. And they'd probably ask to watch the movie over and over and over again. But
0: mm-hmm. it is that
1: thing where like, you know, if we are comparing it, then it's yeah, it's like a candle to a flame kind of situation.
0: I mean, it's interesting because it, this kind of brings up another topic in general you know outside of Disney like remakes are everywhere they remake everything true they make something mm-hmm. almost every year or reboot it there have been very few times where a remake is as good or, or, or better than the original yeah
1: that's something I was going to ask you like, like yeah like is there a way to remake a movie or try to reboot it that have been successful because like my thought is in general is like, are, is, is it even worth remaking it Um, because I know like, I do feel about like certain live action movies if they're already live action and you mm. remake them like sometimes they can turn out all right, especially if you're just mm-hmm. if you're just simply adapting some of like the pop culture that happened in the movie mm-hmm. to the more modern. And I think some of those have been pretty good. But in terms of like how I feel about like cartoons or animated or yeah, just in general like uh, remakes or reboots, it's just difficult for me to pr- appreciate because I do have that back sense feeling that it's a it's just a financial reason. Because if not like like if it really was a creative and artistic venture, then why did you have to like reboot repeat something and why couldn't you create something actually instead of just adding to it
0: i think with remakes i think the direction hollywood should go is they should remake the movies that were bad the first time around but they had yeah <laughs> you know this, this that's a good one yeah an example that has nothing to do with disney movies but i watched the movie dread the other day oh yeah it's from like 2012 or 2013 it's a really good action yeah. movie and i've heard the original is like pretty cheesy and not great so i'm like, hey, so 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 one. like yeah that. yeah because it's like there's good if there's good source material you can remake it but that feels like that feels more like a true like new vision but from what i've read the the remake is actually better than the original because like it's much more less of a remake and more of yeah. like a re- reimagining
1: yeah I and, know and yeah, and that's the thing, like, I'm pretty sure, like, the original one was Solo Salon, like, you know, it was, it was back in the 80s, I think, where things were yeah. a little bit more cheesier, I'll and saying, <laughs> yeah, saying, yeah, saying, saying something that cheesy on film at the time was probably something, you know, savage, or like, dang, snarky, yeah. um, but now it's, it's now it's just like a little bit cringy. But no, you're right. Like like and I, and I, you think about it, like even um like I think superheroes are a good like actual example of like how remaking can make it something better because maybe you were limited by technology. Um like like Batman, you know, like mm-hmm. yeah, I think at the time when you watched it, like some of them were kind of funny and quirky, but everyone kinda groans looking back at the Tim Burton ones. I was like, Oh my god, what like what were we thinking? And giving him the costume.
0: The Joel Schumacher ones are really cheesy. Yeah, yeah. And then like Robin.
1: Yeah. The Batman Forever. Oh my gosh. And yeah. Yeah. And then like but that's the thing. Like whenever, you know, Christopher Nolan came and he made the trilogy, Mm -hmm. just amazing. Just blew it like like to the point where I was just like, that's my favorite Batman, you know, I don't want to be, like, I don't want to be, like, a person who's, like, just voting for the one that was created in my era, but, you know, I do feel like that one is a better Batman, remaking it grittier, because I feel like the grid actually matched the storyline, mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, like, I do feel that there are ways to remake it, I'm not going to be, like, you know, like, Pierce purist like, no, man, just the original, that's it, um, mm-hmm. uh, and certain things you can't improve, this one, I this situation with The Lion King, I do not think it was a situation where you should have even tried to make mm-hmm. it something better, because, I find it hard to make um, the original movie better, really
0: it's interesting you mentioned the, the Chris Nolan Batman series because that's probably my favorite trilogy of all time. Yeah. And, you know, it's not like I'm never going to see a Batman movie again because I love the character of Batman. I want to see what other filmmakers do with the character. But yeah, like Chris Nolan, he took things that we knew and he took yeah. some things and elements and took some risks with them. So it's it's a good balance. And some people probably didn't like some of the changes he made, but he made it very much his own. He made three movies that started and concluded. He didn't have like a franchise in, in mind, he just wanted to tell a good story, and I think that if more filmmakers, for animated movies or even live-action movies, just put that at the forefront, because it, it's hard. It's hard because there's a creative side to film. It's also a business, mm-hmm. and they want to make they want to make a profit. When a movie doesn't yeah. do well at the box office, it, it's it's almost like Hollywood executives will not even like look at just making a sequel for it or anything like that. It's it's hard. Yeah,
1: to it just makes financial sense, and and I, I get that too. Like mm-hmm. like sometimes you can't make it a thousand percent with you want because yeah you're you're forced by those decisions but I I mean I still do feel it's just like you know if it is a financial decision and we've realized that there's this trend with like remakes if you don't do it well then it can't just straight lead to like a box failure then like my question is like why are they like so comfortably (laughs) creating so many of these remakes and not really even taking the time to figure out like what is it that they're doing wrong I don't know I don't know I don't know if like whoever's remaking the movies are just like you know I guess some of them are just good and some of them are bad but it's like no it's we are kind of pinpointing what we don't like about remakes and what we do like about
0: remakes. Um, If you're you're going to remake something that's already considered a classic, like, be able to justify it, I guess. Yeah. It's like like, visual effects more than that. Mm -hmm.
1: And and that's what I was saying. I think at, at the very, very beginning, we were talking about like, you know, what we thought about between the two movies. It's just like, you have to really find what you liked about it, what moved you. If you want to recreate the same wave or like capture the next generation the same way, you know, you have to actually find what people liked about it. And we found out that people didn't like the amazing animation or like just the amazing animation of Disney. They liked how it paired with the voices and how it paired with the music. So just... Just kind of like moving the dial of uh, visuals um, all the way up to 100 and leaving everything at zero was not like the recipe to create another box hit. So yeah, I think it was like a situation like that.
0: That's a good way to describe it. Like they they invested so heavily in the visual effects, they left everything else in the dust. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we've definitely gone on an interesting tangent here. Um, But going going back to the, the, the 1994 Lion King... You know, break down your favorite scene or like what is your favorite scene and why would you say it's your favorite scene in the movie? It can be anything, it doesn't have to even be one scene, it can be multiple scenes.
1: Yeah, okay, sweet. Multiple scenes. And I'll just kind of hit you with my top ones because it's hard to choose just one because there's just a lot of special things. I will say the one that I was going to say as my favorite scene um, was, and it's the one I mentioned earlier, was the one where like Simba and Mufasa are talking for the first time and, you know, we, we have a good understanding of who Simba, or we're getting an understanding of who Simba is now through his lens, being taught what Mufasa is teaching about the circle of life and everything, the light touches. Um, I thought that was a really, really great scene. Um, just for me personally, you know, like, you know, like, I love the relationship, honestly, between Simba and Mufasa. It wasn't like a lot of words, um, and it was actually a very short amount of time out of the whole movie, but it was really meaningful and that's just kind of how I identify like my dad we don't have a lot of time but the time we do have it's just really meaningful and like you know that's how kind of how we spend those pockets of time you know as a kid like you know he would have fun he would go take it to the park and then when he could he would try to slip in like a really kind of like sage wisdom conversation about life you know like similar to like you know, like, how Mufasa is, like, they're just kind of playing with Simba, running in the prairie, running in the grass, and when they got tired, and he's like, all right, let me tell you about life, boy, I'm gonna tell you about how, like, you gotta respect everyone, like, we're all in this together, you know, yeah. and that just kind of reminded me, because, like, that's just, that's literally a way of talking that, I guess, that, that my father had with me, um, you know, and I don't know if, like, other people share that with a lot of their their parental figures as well. Like, and that's why I liked it. Like even the way they kind of related, it was kind of realistic, you know, like that's how I relate with my dad. We, we have these moments and like, let me just kind of slip in a serious good life teaching moment. Cause I feel like it's important for my child to learn that. And then like, just let's move on to the next scene. <laughs> and so yeah. to me, I was just like, Hey, Simba, I got you. I have those moments with my dad too. So um, that was, it was just like a very specific kind of like moment where I mirrored to my own life. That's why I like that one. Look Simba, everything
0: the light touches is our kingdom. Wow.
1: What about that shadowy place?
0: That's beyond our borders. You must never go there,
1: Simba. Just another one, I think in general, well, I feel like this is kind of like a low carbon copy for this moment. But it was like when he was looking at the clouds and he was like, remember who you are. It's super similar. But I I will say that that one, not not just with the dad, but like I think that was a really good calling moment where that's something you always got to remember to yourself. It's just like, what do you like? Especially like, I feel like now with the internet or social media, it's just in general, like we're just easy to say yes to a lot of things because we're not sure. We don't want to miss out. FOMO or whatever, whatever it is your reason is, you, you kind of want to do everything or be invited, be included. But it's important to be who you are. If you don't like something, or if you're just too tired and you want to stay in and people are inviting you out, like it's it's okay to do that. You know, if you wanna study this, but you know that something else makes money, like sure, be financially responsible, but don't stop chasing what you're doing. You know, like don't stop, you know, exploring what your hobbies are and if you can grow them, grow them even more so. And if they can take over your life completely, even better. And I think it's amazing because um maybe because of movies like this I feel that we do live in a generation where there are more people making a lot more art there are more people making more podcasts and talking about what is they love you know (laughs) um and I think I think those are great examples movies that kind of like really get you by like the collar in an emotional kind of cartoon sense which is kind of hard to like I feel like get deep down into like a child and be like look listen to me because it's just harder than sometimes get your attention. And I felt like that one did in a very emotional, right way. Like, if my mom told me that, hey, you need to get your shit together, that was not going to go as, as, uh, as well as Mufasa telling me through the clouds, remember who you are. So, that was probably another really good moment that I liked.
0: For sure, yeah. Those are those are both great scenes for me. Uh, I've already mentioned it earlier in this episode, but I really like the ending scene in this movie. It just kind of brings everything full circle. You know, no pun intended. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, it just—it's just that moment where Simba realizes. His responsibility now, and the clouds going away is kind of symbolic of his life Ugh. being like yeah. okay now, and you know it's just like moving on to the next chapter of his life. And he's he's already he's passed he's faced his trauma head on, and he can move on and just be happy I guess from here on out. But yeah, the way that the way that the music and the score builds up here, I just really really like it, and it's it's just a scene that I felt the animated captured so perfectly. Another scene I really like, primarily I like it because of the way the music is set up, is actually when. When, when Rafiki realizes that Simba is alive and oh, how much yeah. joy it brings him. Simba? He's alive. He's alive. He, he's alive! Oh, <laughs> it is time. Super powerful. Super like, like... powerful moment. Like you, you you realize, like watching this as an adult that you know this 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 guy Rafiki has probably lived for years sad about the passing of Simba and it's like a glimmer yeah. of hope you know after years of just like Scar's rule and i think that's very yeah impactful that there's always you'll always get to the end like you'll get through the hard time
1: yeah yeah i'd agree with that moment like yeah now now that you bring it up because like even as the audience you knew simba was alive Mm -hmm. but that that scene was so powerful that like i empathized with his happiness i empathized with his like like i could feel when the the hope was starting to fill like his whole chest or whatever like he like and you get this rising feeling. He's like, "Oh wait, is this true? Like, are the signs that I'm that are that I am receiving like, is this right? You know, you, this hesitant of like, I don't want to get too hopeful, but it looks like." And then it like it sinks and it sits, and he's like, "This is this is it." And you're right. Like that was a very powerful moment. I
0: love, it. I love it. And like just to real quick, go back to our previous topic. Like this this exact scene in the remake, I felt was one of the scenes that was kind of drawn out for the sake of visual effects, which mm-hmm. is cool, but it. It almost like takes away from like, the the, like it 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 flows at a at a clunkier pace. I feel like in the original. Yeah. It's yeah. still like it's still a it's still probably. I think they didn't mess up that scene to the same extent as like the other scenes in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, I this is one thing I totally left out. Like Rafiki in the live action doesn't have nearly as much dialogue. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah that's true.
0: Because he's kind of like he guides Simba to get past all of this trauma he's facing and it's very, I think it was very important for them to make sure he still talks like more than just like occasional comments. Like he actually has full dialogue with him. So that was one change that definitely bothered me quite a bit.
1: That's true. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Like, and and I did feel like, I feel like I didn't, I didn't get much in general out out of the side characters that I felt like, and it's probably true. Like, like just reading at the script, they probably did take a very small percentage of the chance of the, of the whole time but maybe it's that in the animated one like the way they were presented they just were a lot more impressionable perhaps mm-hmm. but yeah it's like and, and it's like little and I was gonna, like I think I was gonna mention like even like little things like like like, like you said pacing and sometimes was, like the scene changes I just think that they did it well and maybe they did elongate the movie and the other one in ever so slightly ways that we don't really notice it too much. Cause we were like, where's the extra 30 minutes or whatever, you know, like, mm-hmm. and, and it's like, and it's probably like that. Like they elongated some moments, they a little left a little too much space. And I feel like it, it didn't switch out as much. Um, and I felt like in the animated one, it was, it was really great. Even like um, the moment he was being born, there was like the music playing and you get the, like zoom up shot of like the little ant just carrying like his piece of leaf, like, I think like they just add in so much right at the moment. You know, like it's like that, you know, keep it short, simple and sweet. And they did it and it worked. And I don't know what the other one is just like they just kind of held it in your face. This is the Lion King, we're extending it, making it longer, longer, longer. And it's like, oh, okay, like this moment has passed in my heart. What's the next scene? Like this yeah. is kind of well, yeah. as
0: far as the remake goes, I think I mean a good way to describe it as we've already mentioned is that it was very ambitious in terms of visual effects and almost nothing else creatively. Mm-hmm. So one of our one of the questions we always ask people, which is it's a, kind of a tough question because we generally ask people to discuss yeah. their favorite movies. But um, is there anything in the movie yeah. that would change to improve it, or do you see it as perfect for the original Lion King? Not the <laughs> Lion King? <laughs>
1: yeah yeah the original one yeah and that's funny because like we, we just went through that topic of like like oh like you know looking back at it there was very little that i feel that i could add you know there, there is and i still kind of stay by that statement uh true to that statement it's kind of hard for me to think about like how they could have added this and maybe that's why they didn't with the short amount of time or without maybe potentially ruining more of the other side but something i really did wish that they highlighted a little bit more in the original movie was like just simba's mom in general like who yeah. is she? You know, like, and the thing is, the crazy thing is, like, she's the only one that stays alive through the whole um story. I think even through the second one as well. Like, she's mentioned, but we never get a good idea of who she is. Um, she except probably, for, like just the basic.
0: Goes through the most if you think about it, because like, yeah, dealing with all this, he's just suppressing his trauma with like a Matata living with timon and pumbaa but he's still like living his life and like enjoying himself. Yeah. meanwhile his mother is like forced to live under scar's rule thinking her son is dead for years thinking and her
1: husband was killed too like. that's
0: just like such a like in the same day you lose your son and your husband and yeah. you realize that like life might be bleak from here on out is just so much to like explore there i guess but it also it's a kids movie so yeah. i don't I why that, <laughs> that didn't become a thing it might have become too dark but yeah they might have you know, been way too been, dark that. it might have been something they could have explored in the live though yeah episode. they yeah, could have. see like when it comes to things you can change i think there, that's one of the things you could have potentially explored highlight opportunities also, were missed you could have you could have also if you really wanted to this is kind of a hit or miss concept but i feel like you could have explored like scar and mufasa before the movie like what were they like leading up to this how did the yeah. relationship become so broken? That could have been interesting. See, I feel like, the mo- that's why the live action, I feel like it didn't take any risks. It just told the same story.
1: True. Like, they could have added, like, a little quick, like, mm-hmm. prequel scene of, like, I don't know what it was that made Scar Mm -hmm. like the literal black sheep of his family and then like they could have gone and yeah and they could have five extra minutes right and they could have gone into like the birth of Simba and like why that was such an awkward tense moment with Lufasa and Scar because like you're right that that was one thing when I watched it. like they just started with the tense moment I was like all right I guess I'm caught up to speed on this relationship but like you know as a kid it was fine it's like you know I was like oh you know you need that kind of like black and white alignment of like that's the bad guy that's the good guy and it helped you know as a kid like as an adult, I guess I do watch it back and I'm like, dude, why? <laughs> why you guys hate each other? What's the
0: They have to the like the when they're making live action movies like decades later, your target audience, like they were they were kids when The Lion King came out and they've grown yeah. up now. So they might yeah. be interested to see some more like complex like backstories or themes or like different things that might help them, you know, at least feel like they're watching something different. Still stick to the original story in ways that count. But maybe throw in a couple things to make add it in. more of a like fulfilling experience, I guess.
1: Yeah, and I think it be, and like that would be a perfect, kind of like how you said, like taking consideration that you know the children are now adults, and so you are still kind of like if you do these changes, you're not doing it for no reason or for artistic sake or for the sake of trying to be different, but it's because you're actually trying to address like something like, hey, I know you guys watched this 20 years ago, and you want to watch more guess what, that one thing that, you know, made sense as a kid, but then you're thinking about it now is like, wait, that wasn't so clear. You know, we added it. That way it doesn't seem like such a, you know, like plot hole in the story. And I would have appreciated that. I'm sure I would have like been like at first when I first watched it oh what's up with that why they add that but then like you know as it kind of sank and i'm like oh you know what that was a very good kind of like approach or, or take that they decided to do
0: and as long um, as it doesn't take away from the events yeah. like care about happening i felt like it could have been a, an interesting thing to consider but i felt like they were just playing it safe because that's yeah generally for most of these live action remakes the reception has been better when they play it safe yeah <laughs> i think that's the reason it, why for it and, yeah
1: Going back, like, on, like, the original movie, like, yeah, it felt like, kind of, at least, like, like, we mentioned, like, even if they didn't have a lot of time or a lot of, so we couldn't address Simba's mother's story or even what she went through, like, it still would have been nice to see a little bit of warmth from her, like, like, Mufasa was, quote, unquote, the serious stoic character. But even he had very tender, small, like, moments with his son. And I just felt like the, the it was, like, a little bit of cold <laughs> a cold um, affection from, like, her mother. But she wasn't. That's the thing. It just kind of feels like that to me. Because I, as the audience member, felt like I didn't get much from her character. And, uh, like, I got a lot more from Nala. You know, I, I felt like um, I got a lot more in terms of, like, their relationship. But that's also another thing. I feel like I could have addressed Nala a little bit more in the end. Like, she was actually the one that I felt that, besides Rafiki, was the one that had to, like, drag. Uh, simba back into like hey man get back on your responsible like stuff like you can't just be out here hakuna matata all the time
0: i can't go back why you wouldn't understand what wouldn't i understand no 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 it doesn't matter hakuna matata what hakuna matata it's something i learned out here look sometimes bad things happen simba and there's nothing you can do about it so why worry
1: because it's your responsibility I feel like they didn't give her enough credit. Like, like Nala was a great character. She's one of my favorite characters growing up. And you know, like, I liked her, like, as they portrayed her when she was like a little cub. But as she got into like a lioness, I was like, ah, they kind of like, could have done more with that character. Um, So those are probably like the only two examples that I feel like I could have done more. It's hard for like, to say what I would say that they could fill it up with, but I definitely felt like those were parts where I felt like a little bit of like, yeah, we we could add something
0: there. But on that, I love the movie. I love the movie. Lion King is fantastic. I guess before our concluding question, I wanted to ask you, are there any other talking points that we haven't gotten to that you wish to discuss?
1: I guess like the, like the sequels. I don't, know, I don't know if that would add to conversation or oh, kind yeah. of deviate away from us, like the sequels.
0: Um, sequels.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, but I think the sequels is kind of a good comparison as to like the remakes. Um, I felt that, you know, the more sequels that came out, the more it was kind of like what they're doing with the remakes. You know, they, they weren't keeping true to, like, the, like the DNA of what made the story amazing. And then they were just trying to add, like, a little bit more plot to it. Like, just, just because we were going to talk about it, I was like, oh, let me, let me watch this movie at least one more time so I could remember it. I was surprised how much of I could remember it. Um, but I found how difficult it was to, like, actually watch that movie now without paying, like, probably 20 bucks to rent it on something. Um, but um, I think the original one. I was trying to find it like on Amazon or something like that. When when I was looking at that, I found how many of all the productions of the Lion King there are, and I just remember for sure Lion King two. And then Lion King one and a half, uh, yeah, Simba's Pride, and then one and a half. That was a funny one. Like I was like not really canon. I was just kind of like a little like Timon alternate kind of yeah.
0: Yeah. I guess um, the Lion King from their perspective. It, I remember it was cute. It was funny.
1: Yeah, I, I I thought it was great. You know, like it's it's something I would probably still watch again. Yeah. So that's that's like the exception to the rule. But even even with the second one, even with like Simba's Pride, and I don't even know if they made like a third one
0: after that. They made um, when, like a Disney. TV series, I think. There's an animated series, I but I, 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 yeah.
1: I, do think they actually made like a, like a, because of the animated series, they made like in 2014 or 16, like a, another movie, okay. and it's like a Simba repeat, but he has like a wild hawk or something, and, and like, and, and it's kind of like what we're saying about the, the, the remakes. I feel like that was the early incarnation of what it was to do a cash grab, and and I remember vividly like loving 90s animated movies. And actually, in the early 2000s, we got a wave of all the animated series number twos, like and direct, TV. A, direct yeah, yeah, and direct sequels that kind of really made no sense because I felt like the Lion King's like it just wrapped it up well and like I felt like they were just trying to add more plot add more story in the second one that I felt that like kind of go against like like you know what, what the first one set up you know like, like some of being like a not understanding father which I get is a very typical theme in basically any father figure in a movie but it's just like why would our main character who actually went through personal development fall into a typecast or fall into become a stereotype you know I just felt like they made him act out of character just for plot's sake, just mm-hmm. to drive the rest of the story. And I felt like it kind of took a little bit away from the first ones. And that's how I felt about like a lot of them. Like I, I know they even made like Cinderella too. And the first one was like so old. So yeah. it felt like such a disconnect to make the second one. And it's like, just like, and they also they also did like a little thing where like, I feel like they looked back and they were like, yo, our nineties films were dark. We dealt with some dark stuff. Like yeah. some of these princesses almost got killed or they were kidnapped. Like those are not light topics. And I felt like the early 2000s, they tried to make it like light. And like there was issues, but they weren't like super personal. They, they were like very bad guy, good guy. And when I think about Simba's pride, it was literally about like Simba's pride versus the other one's pride. And it was like us versus them theme versus like a, hey, we're talking about trauma. Hey, we're talking about you facing your internal struggle. Now it's just like a us versus them who's because done the least bad. amount of wrong.
0: The Lion King 2, Simba's pride. The Circle of Life continues in an all-new sequel, only on video, October 27. Yeah, I haven't seen Simba's Pride or One and a Half in a long time because I don't typically re-watch them. I remember watching yeah. them when I was a kid, but The Lion King, it, it can very, very well be a standalone movie like it's yeah those are definitely made for like you know money purposes probably that's interesting that you mentioned that because there there are a ton of those early 2000s like direct to dvd sequels for many like films. mermaid
1: Two i think right i think they also made that one too yeah they made it for like a lot of them yeah
0: they made a ton of them and i from, from what i've read actually i remember the only ones i actually really liked were the aladdin sequels they were the third one was pretty good as far yeah as actually yeah. yeah you're right i did like that one
1: like, now that you mention it. And, and, like, that's the great thing. Like, I feel like they were adding more of what it was that the original was at. The original was adding, you know, this idea of belief of two classes. And then, you know, it's like it continues with another very deep, very personal, very real situation. You know, you and maybe a relationship with an strange figure. And that's what I felt like they didn't do with the other ones. A lot of the other ones, it was just, like, either an exact repeat of something where it's just like all right you know and Cinderella had one bad witch and this one you have a different bad witch and she's wearing a different dress but same storyline and or with Simba like i feel like it's just like simplified it so much which is like uh it's bad versus good the end you know that's that's the whole stitch of it so um yeah i feel like it's gonna go back like if you're gonna add more to the story if you're gonna try to retell it like i feel like it's got to be something new and it's got to be some real added value it can't just be like we're gonna make it look prettier or we're just gonna retell it because a whole group of people haven't heard it yet
0: Okay. So starting to wrap up our discussion today, I wanted to ask you if if you had to convince someone to watch this movie who had never seen it, (laughs) what would you tell them? What's your sales pitch for the movie? Hmm. <laughs> I don't feel like I have a
1: creative way to pitch it. It's just gonna sound like a generic thing and I'm just gonna hit on the highlights because at least when I'm recommending it to someone, you know, I'm thinking about like my friends. Hmm. Um so either they understand me and I kind of get them a little bit. I mean, I would just highlight a what I liked about it. I'd be like, it's like you, like, hey Josh, like I uh, don't know if you haven't watched The Lion King, even though you watch a lot of movies. <laughs> um hard to miss but- this one. Yeah. But if you happen to somehow miss one of, you know, history's greatest animated movies, I think this one's worth watching for you. You know, it's, it's a very fun, light movie, but back when things were like still super genuine. And it wasn't just a little catchy song. The songs were, you know, very on cue of what the message was that they were trying to say. A, it hits pretty hard and it hits pretty deep when it needs to. It doesn't get too dark and depressing where you don't like it. But it, it's, it's a fun film that, uh, that explores a lot of good themes. And, and who just doesn't like watching it, you know? It's, it's not too heavy. It's not too long. And, and was, I feel like that's a movie that I'd recommend to anyone.
0: Yeah, I mean, for me, I would... First of all, I'd be very surprised if I found someone who hadn't seen this movie. (laughs) Uh, It's such a classic. But especially someone my age, I feel like we've all seen this movie, who grew up watching it, but... I would just—I mean—I would just tell them it's my favorite animated movie. Which, when you really think about it, is a pretty bold statement. When you yeah. have all of Walt Disney Animation, all of Pixar, all of even like DreamWorks, like other studios, out of all of them, this is this is the one I like. This is the one. Movie. So I feel That's like that should be enough to get someone to watch it, but. That's probably what I would say is it just has great story, great themes, characters, yeah. music. Like it's it encompasses everything that's great about Disney in the 90s perfectly. That's that's how I would put it. Ain't no craze. It means no worries
1: for the rest of your days.
0: That wraps up our discussion on the 1994 classic The Lion King. Uh, thanks to all of you for listening and thanks David for joining us today and from all of us at Cinema Convos, you know, we hope you tune in next time.